one friend that I go to and they're just like, you know what, pretty, you only get one life, man. Just have fun. And then call me afterwards. Tell me what happened. <laughs> I see the walls before me. I feel the cages forming. Seems like the world is falling, but I keep my head up the ground. I see the world before me. I know what change is coming. I hear the world is calling, so I keep my head up the ground. We break into Hello and welcome to the Barrier Breakers Corner, where we shift mindsets around various topics such as family, finance, relationships, dreams and visions, and most importantly, opportunities and how to walk into them. We want to annihilate the assumption that we cannot break barriers. Let me tell you this today. There is more on the other side of you breaking that barrier that you would never know unless you do. Welcome to the Barrier Breakers Corner, where we step out on faith and defy the odds. I am your host, Joyce Donker. Today, I'm joined by my friends. It was supposed to be four of us, but the network for the two of them was really bad. And so we had to cancel. But I have two of my amazing friends from London. I've got Jordian and Pretty. Please introduce yourselves. Hi, guys. I'm Pretty Naseeb, and I've known Joyce for over 10 years. <laughs> And we met at a bus stop. That that sums it. <laughs> That's how the friendship started. <laughs> Jodianne. Hi, I'm Jodianne Williams. Been friends with Joyce for pretty much the same time, right? Over 10 years. And we met through church. And we've been friends ever since. No matter where she goes, Gambia, USA, we're still in touch. We're on her tail. <laughs> That's how it's been. So I met Pretty at a bus stop and Jodianne was in church, the church I was in in London. My London mom said to me, this is Jodianne and this is your friend. <laughs> and that's how it has been. Yeah. Wow. Our topic today is actually friendship. And because we've been talking about relationship the whole of season two, I didn't want to just talk on boyfriend and girlfriend or husband and wife. I want to also talk about friendship and how it's important to have the right with you because some people are friends but they are not friends (laughs) and so it's important to know friendships and who to have with you along the way and so can we talk on the importance of having the right people around you I mean, it's important to have the right kind of people around you because, you know, first of all, you don't need judgment because we don't have that right to judge anybody. And secondly, you know, to uplift one another and to pull one another out when we're in dark places. I mean, I can speak from experience, you know, the amounts of times I used to call you and I was in tears and not only just in London, but, you know, when you've been in Gambia, you know, even in New York now. And it's really important to have that social network around you, that network of people that will empower you, lift you up and as as well as, like I said, you know, not be judgmental. I think that's a really important aspect of friendship and to have understanding as well, because we're all busy. We all got a lot of things going on in our lives. So to have the understanding and that love, you know, that love that we share and that banter. <laughs> so I think these things are important. 
for me, when I think about friends, most of my friends are family. You go from friendship and then there's family. So Joyce is actually a sister. So she's even gone right beyond the friendship zone. And you need those people where you can, as you said, relate on all levels, lift you up, encourage you. A friend that would not just sit back and let you do something you're not supposed to. They can give you that encouragement and push you forward and not to elevate you and not pull you down. Because when you started this, they may have been a few people like, oh, Joyce, are you sure you're doing this? Or, we needed those friends to say, yes, Joyce, go and do it. You can, and look where you are. Push you into greatness. That's amazing. She's flying high, you know? Thank you. <laughs> I like the fact that you said you move from like friendship to family. And that's like how I do my friends as well. Because it's like, okay, I have the ones that are like still out there. And it's like, quote unquote, friends. I mean, they are friends, but it's like, okay, they have not reached that level of family. And it's funny how I call you guys. I call Jodi and my big sis because I saved her number as big sis. And pretty is sister girl. <laughs> that's how we call it. <laughs> It's important to have that family aspect, as Jonian said, because to me, I know a lot of people are going to say, what the, my Chinese zodiac sign is dragon, so you lot are my dragon family. That's why I say, my dragon family, or my water family, so family is family, that's blood. But at the same time, friendship for me is like, that's my dragon family, this is the people that I can call on when I'm in need, call at 2am in the morning. So I do think that's important that they become family. And that's what most friendships are like. That's what you want in life, to have that extra family member who knows you. Family knows you, but they know the nitty gritty about you, if that makes any sense. And also someone that will tell you the truth, right? <laughs> and that's what some people don't appreciate or don't know. Like Maybe your family might not tell you the truth, but you should have a friend that's telling you the truth all the time. Because why are you my friend if you can't tell me the truth? You know, so I was reading this message from one of my friends, actually, and it was captioned, I love you, but <laughs> you always had a conversation that I love you, but, <laughs> and that's why I love you. That's why I'm telling you the truth because I want you to be better. I want you to grow. And I think people need to come to that point to receive that, you know, the fact that someone is saying the truth. And even if the truth is hurting, the fact that they told you it's not wrong, it's the right thing that will help you grow and become better. It's the fact that they love you. That's why they're telling you. Because if they didn't love and care for you, they wouldn't correct you. They wouldn't say to you, nah, you know what? You're going off path. You need to go down the right path. And it takes a lot of guts and courage to do that because I've had it where I've thought I'm a true friend to them and I've told them, I think you're a bit wrong in the situation. And they've ended up not speaking to me for months on end because they think, well, you know, why are you telling me that I'm not, you're supposed to be like, nah. Then I said, what is the point of me being your friend if I can't be honest with you? If I can't tell you the truth, if I can't say you're going wrong, What's the point of me being your friend? Yeah. So how have you guys gone about choosing your friend and having the right people with you? All my friends that I have, you know, you go through phases. So like in secondary school, you have friends because you know you want to be involved. You want to be included. So you kind of follow them. But as you grow and progress in life, I find I choose friends differently. Before you know the people that are loud out there, they're a bit like you in secondary school. A bit like those people kind of scare me. It's because you don't want to be that kind of person. That's why they scare you, innit? Because we're saying the people that could keep you sound and grounded. So I think for me, when adult life, if I was to have a new friend I met, it would have to be somebody that's calm, you know, that could push you, encourage, build you up. They know what they're doing in life and they just know how to lift you up and they can talk sensible things to you. <laughs> yep. Yeah, not a friend I'll be like, yes to everything, but yeah, it would say no. <laughs> Pretty, what of you? How have you been able to choose your friend? 
To be honest with you, the friends that I have, including yourself, they've kind of been put in my path through different situations and circumstances in my life. I can literally count my friends on my hand. I mean, you know, as they say, you can count your truthful friends on your hand. And I literally can. And these friends, they're not friends, they're sisters, they're families. You know, they're my besties, they're my girls, if that makes any sense. They're the girls who can say to me, you know what, pretty, you act like a knot, you need to calm down, or pretty... I don't like the way this person said whatever to you and vice versa. I mean, I've got a friend who's from nursery who's still in my life. I've got a friend who's in my life from primary school. A couple of them, I've got a friend from college, yourself. I've got a friend from high school. And going on what Jodian said about people in high school, yeah, I went around with a group of girls. I went around with a big group of girls. You know, I was like the ringleader, you know, the, <laughs> the mastermind, whatever you want to call me, you know, obviously because of the music in it. So, you know, I was the loud one. But I don't see them. Once I stepped into college, I don't see them. You know, I see one of my only college friends and that's about it. And then the rest, they're colleagues. And the thing is, a few of my friends are older than me. You know, I don't mean they're just older than me by 10 years. I mean, they're older than me, like by a couple of years, because they've had that life experience and that wisdom that you need. Like I said, you just come to a point in your life where you don't want to hear stupidness. You don't want any more drama. You just want to chill, mellow down. You just want to have peace. You just want to do your thing. And in terms of having that faith, I think it's that faith that I have in the friendships that I build that, yeah, these are the right type of friendships for me. And these are the right type of people to guide me. I think that's what it is because I'm an instinctive person. So I think that's what it is. If I get the right instinct from you, I know I can gel with you. If I don't, I'll be civil with you. I'll be cordial with you. But I don't think it's going to go the full distance. Yeah, when you talk about instincts, <laughs> because I met you on the bus stop, I was so skeptical with myself because I'm like, yo, I'm making a friend, you know. I'm- like a stranger. Yeah, we started up as a stranger, right? And so one of the things I did was I prayed about it. I was like, God, I don't know why you've brought this person into my life because every Sunday after church, I'll meet her at the bus, I think 4 p.m. She even remembers the time. I'm impressed. <laughs> and we will meet at the bus stop and she's coming from work, going home. And then we started having these conversations and it's like I was at home and I'm praying I'm like God I don't know why you brought me into this person's life da, 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 but whatever the correct terminology she used was I don't know why you brought this weirdo into my life <laughs> that was the correct I think I said that <laughs> I was so shocked because I think that's the first time I was making a friend, like apart from Jodianne that was in church because someone knew Jodianne, I felt okay with that, you know, but with you it was so different. I had to pray about it and I had to let the Holy Spirit lead me to be, you know, in that friendship because at that point where you were at that point, it was like you needed somebody and I'm so grateful for God bringing me into your life at that time. And even after that, even in US here, my roommate, we met where I used to work. And he's like, how do you have friendships like that? You know, but it's just me also being like Holy Spirit lead me because I don't want to just make any kind of friends and all of that. So that's how I've met someone else on the internet. And she's had like a Bible group and all of that. She's in South Africa. She was living here, but she just moved to South Africa. And she's way younger than I am. But like, because of her Bible group, I've been able to build myself spiritually as well, because she has like young people that she also have Bible meetings with and we like so it has given me the opportunity to share Christ as well and do other things and be able to talk to her about how fellowshipping in Christ and things that she may be doing at her space and things that I may be doing and she's like Holy Spirit is leading you this way or that way like it is being so amazing so it's just weird how I have been able to make friendships I don't know how you guys have been but when you talk about instincts that's what's coming at me and I wrote something the other day that sometimes there are people in your life that are there for a moment 
different and they're for a season and there are some people that are there for life. So you need to recognize which friend or which person is supposed to be in your life for a short haul and who is supposed to be there for the long haul because if you don't, you'll be hurting yourself. And the reason why I said that is like from high school, I've had friends that I'm no longer friends with. And especially from uni, I had two friends in school, but after a while I lost contact with them and I go on social media looking for them and I can't find them. And I had to realize to myself, hey, don't go looking for something that is not supposed to be for you, right? Have you guys realized that in your lives? On countless occasions, especially with me, you know, coming from a customer service background, you know, music and all that, that's like something that's embedded in me. I am a weirdo. I really am. I own it. I say it. I am a weirdo. I say hello to anyone and everyone, especially, you know, when I see that somebody wants my attention or somebody wants to say something to me. I think you started talking to me, right? Yeah, I started talking to you because I told you how beautiful your dress was because you did. You wore some beautiful Sunday attire. You did. I loved your hats. I loved the shoes, everything, you know, like Julianne says, I bet she's wearing high heels I said yeah she would dress to the lines you were and it was beautiful I just loved seeing the colors that you were wearing and every Sunday I'd think to myself I wonder what this girl's gonna wear what's the next because come on man I worked at a fashion shop so you can't blame me for that you can't you know going back to what we was kind of saying yeah there's been times where I've had certain friendships and I felt sad and kind of like hurt that person is no longer in my life and I've kind of grieved for it and I've kind of prayed about it and then you know you get that feeling that whoever this person was they came in they taught you a lesson they held your hand for that brief time and then they had to go and that's how it's meant to be and it's hard to make peace with something like that but then hey we move forward and we push forward and we lean on those that are there I think in my experience because I had a best friend once we were best friends since we were four so we met like in nursery age but as we grew older like our relationship became full of friction I don't know what it was we're so full of friction we even used to go to church together the same church but it's like we just couldn't gel we were always fighting over something arguing over something and this was our best friend but reason I share to say that to just agree with what you were saying some relationships are just for a moment and that really hurt me because I thought she would have been in my life up until now like do you know what I mean I wanted her to be in my life till now because I'm like that once I'm a friend with somebody I'm a friend for life but that relationship it made me a bit cautious when new friends come in your life a bit like okay take a back seat I could be very friendly very open and it doesn't mean that I'm gonna continue being friends with you it'll take a long time for me to develop that because I know once this person's in my life you know you need to be a friend for life it's somebody I would need to have your back so yeah I don't do the best friend things anymore I was like no this friend Well, for me, they're not best friends, they're sisters. I mean, I know I say my bestie and whatever, they're sisters, that's it. Yeah. How have you guys been able to cut people off? The funny thing is, I've never had to cut a person off openly in front of their face. God has been so good. If a friendship is not for me, probably and this girl because of other issues that she had, God cut them out of my life. I will be the one trying to do everything to ask them to stay. I'll be the one trying to change my ways to suit them and take whatever nonsense for God has ripped some people out of my life. Even up until four years ago, I had this very good friend that I met through somebody else. God took her out of my life. We had so much fun together. That's it. So yeah, I've never had to consciously leave anybody out of my life. God has always taken them out. 
That's amazing. Me, if I'm honest with you, it's not me that's had to remove people. People have removed me because there was one particular friend. I had a very traumatic breakup. I was with this person for about four and a half, nearly five years. We were friends from like since six years old. That's how long we knew each other. And I had a colleague and I had a friend and I grew attached to her and she used to call me her sister and everything like that. And I used to go to her house. She used to come to mine. I knew her kids and whatever. And it got to a point where the husband had obviously sinister intentions. And the kind of person that I am, I kind of smack you in the face and then ask questions later. I don't overstep that mark. I don't overstep that boundary. And then other family members got involved, you know, kind of put ideas in her head and sort of said, she's like temptation, basically. She's like forbidden fruit. So you've got to get rid of it. And when that came to my knowledge, I was so hurt and distraught. And I just thought, Lord Almighty God, like I've known this woman for about three years. She's helped me on this journey. I don't understand. I wouldn't ever do that. And the way she kind of did it was she phoned me and she was like, no, I can't really talk pretty. And then her grandma took the phone off her and just goes, look, leave my granddaughter alone. She ain't going to call you ever again. Don't call her. And just put the phone down on me. And I just kind of had to pick up the pieces really and truly. And other people that have gone from my life, it's almost like as if a big hands come out of the sky and ripped them out of my life. I myself have never said to anybody, yeah, go and get lost from my life. So we got to be thankful to Almighty because he's protecting us from something. You know, every disappointment is his protection. But at the same time, it hurts. It really does because you've invested time in that person. You've invested time in that relationship. You know, we talk about friendships, but we also have to remember when we get into relationships, the base is friendship. So that's what it's kind of been like in my life with friendships for me i feel like i'm very friendly but not like the one that will be saying hello to everyone (laughs) (laughs) there's only one title for that (laughs) i am i can be friendly i feel like i am a very big communicator so i'm always keeping in touch and all of that but if i'm keeping in touch all the time and you are not responding i'm wishing you happy birthdays and saying hi to you all the time you already respond when i text you i had come to a point where i'm like you know what i am not idle too (laughs) you know i have time for other things right so that's how i have like cut it off because i am not going to be texting you all the time you know it's a two-way street like you can text or say hi to me well there you go i would just leave you there and you know move on but another thing it's probably how you act towards me what things you may have done and one thing that i experienced was that there was a friend that i had that i quote unquote called my best friend when i was young but as i was moving here and i went to visit her family and when i got there it was cool fine but when i was leaving her sister saw me and my sister out and she didn't come to see us out and i'm like i am your friend like what's going on here you know and i never really talked about it probably because it's like been distant friendship for a long time but i felt like i was the one always reaching out you know and all of that and so that was how i just like you know what (laughs) it's not by force to be your friend i am just gonna let it be like that you know and so that's how i have been able to cut off some (laughs) friendships i just feel like i don't want to be the one always reaching out because Communication is a two-way street. So that's how I've been able to release certain people. But to just stand up and say, hey, I can't be with you. I haven't been able to come to that point yet. Unless it was like relationship, like boyfriend or girlfriend, you know, that's when I'm like, you know what? I can't do this anymore. It's not working. But like for friendship, I have never come to that point and say, you cannot be my friend anymore. (laughs) I 
haven't gotten to that point yet, you know, but I feel like certain times we need to be able to speak about it. And that's because I think if you know who your friend is, like I know all my friends and how they are and how I can relate to them. So like some friends, you have what you say to them and some friends, they can't handle certain topics. So, you know, there's certain things you don't tell people. But yeah, that's how I've been able to relate with my friends. But if I feel like you are not communicating as you should, that's it. <laughs> I mean, a quote comes to my head, do unto others as you want done unto you. Right. Because obviously it's hard, you know, when you say to somebody, well, I never told anyone to get lost. They've told me to get lost. <laughs> I mean, hey, cool. You want to tell me to get lost? I mean, now, you know, that I'm, I'm a bit older. If somebody says to me, you know what, get lost. I'm like, you know what? Thank you, Lord. Thanks. I can go and make friends with someone else now. Yeah, that's my attitude now. You don't want me in my life? Cool. Sometimes you just see yourself growing apart and it's like, what's going on? But some people can't even handle that conversation just like, Ah, I see us drawing apart, like what's going on, you know. But then again, what you guys said earlier was understanding each other's time. Like I've been all around the world and I've still kept in touch with you guys. And it's not like every day we pick up the phone and call each other and talk, right? But once in a while, Jordan and I will just call and we'll talk for long hours. And pretty, we'll just speak on the phone. We call and no matter the time, it's like we are talking for long hours and we are just catching up. Even my friends from back home as well that I've actually grown up with, sometimes we'll just pick up the phone and call she just texted me and said, hey, I've not heard from you in a long time. It's not like we talk every single day. Obviously, the time difference and all of that, but she would just pick up the call, we'll talk, have a conversation, and that's it. And we are still friends. Like, the things that she's even done for me, one of my friends from back home, she's my sister, literally, because we all grew up together. You know, even though I'm not there, she's, like, handling my sister. She would tell me, hey, this is what happened, and da-da-da-da. Like, she's telling me things that maybe I may not even be aware of that maybe my sisters may not want to tell me or share with me or say, oh, can you tell your mom this? Can you talk because you are the sister? I saw this thing, but I feel like you need to talk about this with your mom or your dad or your sisters or something. And then she'll tell me, even though I'm not physically there, my family is her family and she's been able to take care, you know, so that's how it's supposed to be. What advice can you give to people that are friends just to build their friendship or continue to build on that friendship? Communication is key. Understanding is key. Patience and lower your expectations. If you lower your expectations, you're less likely to get hurt. And remember, at the end of the day, we're all humans. We all make mistakes. We have different likes, different dislikes. We're not always going to gel. We're not always going to get on. I mean, there's times when me and you kind of like agree to disagree. We've been in that. And that strengthens the friendship. But at the same time, it's not like, oh, do you know what? Yeah, she didn't agree with what? Ah, I'm going to mark her off. So you got to have understanding, communication, and also just know and have faith as well. That's a big thing. And work on it. I think friendships that are spoke meant to be I feel like they happen naturally like when I was introduced to Josh I never tried to be her friend it wasn't in my mind like okay let's build this thing like natural experiences we had some of the crazy stuff we did <laughs> we can all naturally communicate we can all naturally love you know we have all those things but it's the experiences you have together that would naturally build that friendship you know you don't like something enough you know the friendship can't last and it will naturally disintegrate but when you have that as you said pretty when you you gel with somebody and you have the intuition and you feel it and you're like yeah this is my girl this is my friend I'm down for this you know kind of naturally goes that way for me and then I would naturally give everything else yeah it's natural yeah that's so true you have to come to that point where it's not like oh how am I working towards this friendship da, 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 da. it's just natural like my friend that I met Anita where I used to work in a liquor store before I started working professionally <laughs> 
I mean, I thank God even for that opportunity. That's a story for another day. But me working there got me to get to Anita. And, you know, there have been so many things. Anytime I'm doing anything, she's been of support. So imagine if I said, oh, I'm a Christian. I can't work in a liquor store. Da, 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 da. I wouldn't have that opportunity to be where I am today, even professionally. So, yeah, when I met her there, first of all, I was skeptical, you know, because I'm like, ah, oh, we just started working together. Da, 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 da. At that time, I was planning to move to an apartment, but I hadn't told her. So how how she knew, you know, it was just weird. She was like, oh, would you want to move with me? Da, da, da. I'm like, God, I haven't said anything about moving. She doesn't know that I'm looking for an apartment, but I just knew that it was a God moment. That's why you need to have instinct and letting the Holy Spirit guide you. And so that's how we started building on that friendship, you know, going out and knowing her and then understanding your friends is so important because she's way different from me. She would probably say she's an introvert, <laughs> but I say she's an extrovert, <laughs> but she's in between kind of. She takes her time to make friends. So for her to ask me to move, that was big on her side because of the kind of person I know she is. I've come to know her to be. So knowing your friends is important. And what you said earlier was like understanding. I understand her. So there are certain things I know that, oh, she doesn't like this. Oh, I make sure that I don't cross that line because she doesn't like it. It's not like, oh, it's my friend. So whatever, you know, no, respecting their boundaries is so important with your friends. So that's really good. And I've never said, how do I get better with Anita? But through our conversation, it's like, oh, so how do we work on this area? And we've agreed to disagree. We had conversations where it's like, ah, I'm such a reflective person. I'm always reflecting on conversations that I've had, you know, and days after we'll come back and talk about, we have never like argued where we are like, oh, I want to be a friend, you work out. No, it has just been so natural, like Jordian was saying. And so it's like, oh, we come back to that conversation and then we'll be like, oh, you said it that day, but you know, this is what I was thinking. And I'll be like, oh yeah, when I thought about it, this is what what I was also thinking, not that you were wrong, but this is my own perspective and you respect each other that way and you're able to move along. This will take us to our next segment, which is highlighting a barrier breaker. And we'll be highlighting Dr. Michael Obeng, who was the doctor that rescued the Gorilla Glue lady. <laughs> Tessica is her name. And Tessica Brown, and I want to highlight him for the work he did because I've used Gorilla Glue before. We were trying to fix one of our doors in the apartment and we used that. That glue is so strong. So I can imagine how she used that. Like so many questions are going through my mind, but I want to highlight him for doing a great job by helping them because my thought was that hair, she was going to have to go to the barbers and like let them scrape it off. Yeah, because I was wondering how she was going to get out. Yeah, I never thought there was any solution. That was gonna release her hair and she will still have hair on her head he actually practiced the procedure on a dummy with real human hair and he said practice the procedure quite a few times because of the chemicals that he was using you know me I'm a proper stalker in it when I stalk someone I stalk them fully in it to the max so yeah <laughs> The chemicals he used, he said they were quite abrasive and he tried them on a dummy and it was human hair and it worked. And in one of the videos, he's actually swinging the dummy around and the hair's going, woo, having a party. Like, yeah, look at me, I'm glue free. So that's what he did on this mature lady's hair. And she ended up having some hair because I saw a video where her friend actually cut her plait off and all you could see was tufts of hair and the glues all around it. I was not expecting to see hair on her head. I was shocked to see hair on her head. He done a brilliant job. He really did. No, he did a good job. <laughs> 
And my question is like, first of all, couldn't you read or like, I don't know, should this be the importance of having friends in your life or people in your life? You know, like, how can we bring this to the friendship relationship thing? Because, or is it like she didn't have a relationship with her eyes? <laughs> she could not read. <laughs> oh, Ignorance is bliss. Yeah, I'm glad for the community of social media that we're really rooting for her to like get her hair fixed. Like she was getting VIP treatments here and there and all of that. And it speaks to how the world is that there are good people out there. Because for me, I'm like, you did that to yourself. You go solve that for yourself. But they raised funds for that. If you did it, I would feel like you were having like a crisis or something. If you're the one that glued your hair to yourself, I will feel like it's a cry for help. The woman was desperate. She ran out of her favorite hairspray. Yeah, I guess then that's why it came out on video. Like for me, if I had done that to myself, I wouldn't even put a video out there to say, I, I got my hair stuck, you know? How do I get this removed? But bringing this to relationship and friendship, I want to say that if you need help, help speak up what do you guys have to say about that i definitely think yeah you got a point there you know if you're gonna do something stupid i know i sound so harsh <laughs> if you're gonna do something you know reckless and silly and i think you should call a couple of friends i think you should call on a few people that will say mate put that can down no that doesn't go in your head but if your friend is like me even if i did reach out once it's in my head that i'm going to do it even if you've told me no it's going to get done so you have those friends as well. I can't lie. I do arts advice. Strong-willed people. I know. Jordiana is saying that. And I know because it's like she's already made up her mind. So even if she's calling you for advice. <laughs> so how do we tackle people like that who are strong-willed, like myself, like Jodianne, like you? I'm sorry, it's common sense. Come on, man. You don't put blue on your head. This you know. No, but then in general, like, how can we deal with them? <laughs> Just be there to help me. That's how. I told you so and just say, don't worry, I'm here to help you. Yeah. That's it. That's the way for me. We'll be there. <laughs> we'll be there. Like family. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to think. Have I ever done anything stupid like that where I've had to call you, Joyce, or call any of my other... Nah. <laughs> it's never come across in my head. Maybe after you've done it, you'll be like, I did this. And I'll be like, damn, girl, why didn't you call me? And I would have told you what to do. But it's true. So many times we do some things and we know that our friends are going to say no already. But then we go ahead and do it. And then we fall apart. And then we come, oh, my God, I did this. I knew it. But that's like last minute. Yeah, please pray for me. <laughs> right. Pray for me. Save me. How do I get out of this? No, but hats off to that doctor, though. Hats off to him. Do you guys have friends like there's certain things you will share that you wouldn't share with somebody else? For example, if I was going to do something silly, I know the friend to call. I won't call her name. I know who to call because she'll be like, you know what? You just do it because you don't want to regret it later. If I want a sensible answer, I know that sensible friend to go with. If I'm feeling down and I know that friend to go with. That is so true. Because I have every friend, I know what to talk about and what not to talk about. And I think I said this earlier because some friends cannot handle what they're going to say. Or you can't even handle what they're going to tell you. So you don't tell them. I thought it was just me, but now that Jordan is saying it. I think it's most of us, you know, we put them in a category in it where you think, okay, extreme, mild, sensitive. I think, you know, we put them all in this category. I mean, me, to be honest, I tell 
eat French, everything. But there is one friend that I know. If I go to that friend, that friend is going to cuss me to high heaven and say to me, what the hell did you do? What the hell? Did you? I'm coming. I'm on my way now. That friend is going to be like that. I'm coming. And I know she's going to beat me. And she's going to say to me, yeah, you stupid. You shouldn't have done that. And then there's that one friend that I go to and they're just like, you know what, pretty, you only get one life, man. Just have fun. And then call me afterwards. Tell me what happened. <laughs> I think this is a very good one. <laughs> and this will take us to our last segment, which is an LTT topic. On a first date, who should pay the bill? And during courtship, when do you guys split the bill? I'm an equal opportunities person. <laughs> but if the man wants to be a gentleman and he wants to take care of me, cool. I'm all for it, man. But I'm also an equality person as well, I have to be honest. you know. So on the first date, he can pay and then... As the relationship progresses, it'll be 50-50. Maybe if I'm feeling generous, no, I'm joking. It will be 50-50 as we get up. Like I said, it's the partnership, but at the same time, it is important to allow the gentleman to be a gentleman to me and treat me right. I don't know. My answer's not straightforward. I feel like you not offer. Just don't always be there and expect to be paid for. There's a level of offering that you need to do. So I guess I'm similar to you, Pretty, in terms of it should be equal. It shouldn't just be expected that one party will continuously pay. You should be willing to pay and actually do something nice. Even if you don't pay, another time when you need to buy something nice, bring something nice, bring a token. So even if you're never paying, just show some sort of appreciation. What about you, Joyce? (laughs) Wow. They are asking me the question. Wow, I was never expecting this. Um, I feel like on the first date, if you ask me out, definitely you pay the bill. But as time goes on, I feel like the kind of person I am, I would want to chip in because I feel like you shouldn't pay all the time. But if you feel like this is your responsibility, you want to do that, even in courtship or when you get married, you know, you're like, I want to do this. I don't want you to take care of that. That's fine. But I would like make sure I'm chipping in in some other way, whether surprising you with something or, you know, traveling or gifts or something else I'll make sure to make up for that as well so that you know there is that balance because at some point some people may say I want to do this but also have that conversation with them that they're not overstretching themselves because sometimes they're saying I want to do this and they really want to but then they're actually stretching themselves so you want to have that conversation so that they that balance as well so yeah that's what I'll do I saw on social media someone say for a whole year you're going to be paying the bill and I'm like, that's a stretch, but everybody's different and I'm not going to judge you, but everyone is different, you know. What are the qualities that you find are important to bring in any type of friendship? For me, communication. That's why like everywhere that I go, I'm always staying in touch. And so when you don't stay in touch, I just push you off. Two is being true to who I am. So also making sure that I am not another person with you. And the third thing is being non-judgmental. Actually, yeah, I am very open-minded person. That's why I feel like I can receive any kind of person in my life, but also not judge them where they are because everyone's on a different journey. So that's so true. You know me too much. I am very non-judgmental. <laughs> I would not judge you at all. <laughs> yeah, same here. I think those are very key aspects. Communication, being true to yourself, because obviously we have a way of losing ourselves, especially with the way the world is nowadays, you know, TikTok, technology, social media. I mean, we come from an era where Facebook was just about developed sort of an i5 and MySpace. 
I think these things are important, especially not judging, because we are not here to judge anyone. We have to walk a mile in that person's shoes before we can even begin to understand what they're going through. Like I said before, I'm a weirdo. I say hello to everybody. But just because I've said hello to you doesn't mean I'm automatically going to be your friend. It's going to take time. If my spirit likes you, if I gel with you, great. If I don't, we're going to be civil. We're going to be cordial. And that's about it, really, you know. I was sitting here trying to think of three. I'm like, why did I ask this? But it's a good question, though. Because then when you're choosing friends, you know that, okay, I can deal with this. If you're going to be fake, stay with your fakeness. No, I can deal with that, yes. So loyalty, being loyal in friendships, that's top for me. And the communicating, keeping those friendships going, keeping them burning, doing your part. And the third one, probably laughter, you know, have fun, do fun stuff. Like, especially in this time where you can't get out to meet anybody, you can still do something uplifting. Not be that rigid friend like a robot and be like, how are you doing? What's, like, there's nothing fun with talking with you, you know? You can't even laugh. Like, if you laugh too much or if, if you don't laugh, it's a problem. If you laugh too much, it's a problem. <laughs> It's sticking to a script. Yeah, exactly. You're like, ah, am I going to pick a call? No, I don't want to pick a <laughs> Like that auntie or uncle that is so strict. I don't want that kind of friend in my life. No, thanks. Yeah, you got to be flexible. Go with the flow sometimes. This has been an amazing conversation having you guys here. I love it. No, thank you, sweetheart. It really, it's been amazing as well. You know, lots of love to both of you. It's been so good. You know, finally to meet Jody. And have this conversation, you know. So uh, all I kept hearing is this church friend, this church friend. And I kept thinking, who's this church friend, this church friend? You know, and I bet she was thinking the same, this bus stop friend, this bus stop friend. You know, she probably made me sound like a proper stalker, you know. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you guys for being on here. We're grateful to have you. No, thank you. We're grateful for you. Thank you for having us. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Barrier Breakers Corner podcast. If you liked what you heard, please give us a five-star review and subscribe to the show wherever you listen to your podcast. Also, share with those you think can benefit from this information. Please email all questions, suggestions, and compliments to the Podcast at gmail.com. The Barrier Breakers Corner Podcast is produced by the Podcast Laundry Production Company and executive produced by Joyce Donkor. The podcast music was written by Chidi Omenihu and produced by Andy Official in the Gambia, West Africa. Cause they can hold us down. We break into